Hello everybody, this is Gregor and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened I hope you're doing well today. Today we're going to talk about whether or not marriage is good for men by looking at objective indicators and studies regarding marriage and men. Now, some of you, I understand, come from the men going their own way movement or perpetual bachelor movement, hookup artist movement, and so forth. So I think you have a preconceived answer in terms of this. That being said, let's go through the actual studies. What do the actual studies say? The actual studies say that men benefit from marriage. For example, married men earn 10 to 40% more money than single men do. And that's not, that's not accounting for any money that the woman makes. It's just married men make more money. Married men live longer than single men. Married men tend to have better physical health than bachelor men. 51% of married men were extremely satisfied with their sex lives, while only 39% of cohabiting men and 36% of single men could say the same. The general social survey study found that 43% of married men ages 20 to 40 were very happy with their lives, while only 20% of bachelors said the same. What else? Married men tend to have better mental health. Married men tend to be more content. This is what the studies show. Now, is this causation versus correlation? I don't know. I don't know. But the studies are pretty clear. And sometimes maybe some of you guys have heard that marriage is, in fact, good for men. Now, the same studies will tell you that women do not get the same benefits out of marriage than men do. Women's mental health isn't necessarily better when married. Women's physical health isn't necessarily better when married. And so forth and so forth. But look, I did an episode here two years ago. Might have been one of the ones taken down. But there was a there was this, a publication that did a study about that the most happy and least happy people in America, like a profile. And consistent with what we're talking about today, the most happy profile was a married man with children and wealthy. And the least happy profile was a rich, single woman with no kids. So the cat lady. Now, I think there's a lot of nuance to these studies. And I think you have to look at some of the, the, the variables. Like, for example, in some of the things I just quoted, they're asking men 20 to 40. I wonder if you ask men 40 to 60 <laughs> or, or 50 to 70, whether or not 
marriage is enriching to them if you get the same answer as men in their 20s who married young. Because let's be real. You know, you marry in your 20s. You're marrying a younger woman who's probably in shape, more beautiful. And there's the Einstein quote, a man marries a woman and spends the rest of the marriage wondering what happened to that woman. Well, early in your marriage, you're not going to be wondering it because the woman is still going to be youthful, have a, a joie de vivre, just be nice and so forth. And many times that woman, that same woman in her 50s, is not that same woman anymore. Many times women are, are bitter, angry. They handpack their husbands. Again, not always. And there's a lot of variables to that. I think a lot of this goes to kind of the revolutions that have occurred in the last 50 years, whether it be a misapplication of second wave feminism with equal rights, equal rights amendment, and having equal duties in a marriage. In other words, the throwing off of traditional gender norms in a marriage, whether or not the, the effect of contraception and abortion and, and cohabitation have played a role because we know that couples that do not cohabit before they get married have a lower rate of divorce. We know that women, I'm sorry, couples that who do not contracept ever in their marriage have a lower rate of divorce, like the old families from previous generations that had big families. And I think the most, the most cogent thing is the traditional gender norms. I think that when you veer from this, and we talked about this about four episodes back, like what is the number one thing someone's looking for in their spouse, is when you veer from things that have worked for millennia, and when you veer from the way we're wired endogenously, is when you're going to have peril. So today you see a lot of women who work, either because they want to, because they want extra money, or the man wants them to work. You see women who work. And or you see men who stay home. I mentioned there was a study, this is that men who do more chores around the house have a higher rate of divorce. Going against traditional gender norms. So I think if you're going to marry... The best thing to do is stick to traditional gender norms because they've worked. The flipping of everything is still in its experimental, inchoate stage. We've only had this 40 years at the most. We don't know long-term how it plays out with both couples working, both people in the marriage working, but women still having the disproportionate amount of work at home with, with the house and the kids. Clearly, most women aren't happy with that. They feel like they're sacrificing either their career or they feel bad about not being the, the perfect mom. And I think many men would prefer that their women didn't work because it makes them feel like the provider. The woman takes care of the home. The man works and provides. Both of them are in their strengths. Men like to produce. They're productive. They're, they're hardworking. And they feel masculine by doing these things. Women, at least women before second wave feminism, took pride in caring for the house, caring for the children, raising the children with values and religion and all these things. And all that has been thrown off by the cultural Marxists. So do I believe that marriage is good for men's health? I will say that and concede that a good marriage 
it's good for a man's health. Because a woman, if she's a good wife, the traditional old wives, who are kind, calmly, don't henpeck, respect their husbands. And I know the women hearing it. Well, the man needs to deserve my respect and da-da-da-da-da. But women who are like that, who are caring, like, husband, I, I risk. You know, this is what women should say every day when the man comes home from work. I thank you for working today so I don't have to work. I thank you for providing for us. But when the woman is caring and says, you know, husband, I think it's good for you to stay in shape. I think you should go to the doctor to check, get that heart thing checked out. And she doesn't bust his balls all the time. And she helps motivate him when he's down and support him when he's feeling good. Yes, I think these are all things that can make a man better, psychologically, physically, and so forth. Now, if it goes flipped around, men need to cultivate the marriage and tell their woman, I respect everything that you do. Thank you for all that you do, blah, blah, blah. It goes both ways. Now, I think where marriage goes to crap for men's health is when you're in a dysfunctional marriage. And I would say this is probably the same thing for women. When women are in a bad marriage too, I think everybody's mental health and physical health goes to crap. Both people are drinking too much, eating poorly, not exercising. There's harboring of resentment and anger and could be a sexless marriage. We know that. Well, as I checked, I think 40% of marriages are defined as sexless, being meaning they have sex one time a month or less. So dysfunctional marriages, I think, plummet everybody's health. So the key is, if you're married, in my humble opinion, and I could be wrong, if you're going to get married, or if you are married, try to adhere to traditional gender norms. Men need to be masculine. Women need to be feminine. We complement each other, just like our genitalia does. Our strengths and our weaknesses complement each other. What men are strong at, many times women are weak at. What women are strong at, many times men are weak at. And it's to acknowledge this, be cognizant of this, and understand that a married couple is a sacramental bond, or at least it should be a sacramental bond, that needs to be indissoluble. And no matter what the problems are, you work it out. The Victorian view of, of, of marriage, which is, I'll be with you as long as you make my heart pitter-patter, is not the historical view of marriage. But that's the view of marriage now. I marry you because you're attractive. You make my heart go pitter-patter and you make me feel away. And that, that, that's the problem because eventually that stuff goes away. So it's much better to have a view of marriage as we're never breaking up. I understand that there's going to be months, maybe years, where I don't like you. And maybe I won't even love you. But I made a vow in front of God to stick this through. And lots of times when couples get through those rough patches, they're even stronger. But both people in the marriage need to have this view of there's no way out. And of course, this is much easier and much better reinforced if both people are kind to each other. A woman is much less likely to leave a marriage if she has a, a strong husband, but a kind husband. And a man is much more likely to cherish his marriage even if his wife gets older and fatter and all that, if she's still kind and respectful. So we need to remember that. So in closing, the studies show that marriage is good for men. I think that in whole is true so long as the marriage is good. And I would agree with the studies that say that bachelor men, 
especially in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, it's not good for them. Because I know a lot of bachelor men, some of them are doing well, but many of them are depressed. They drink too much. They eat too much. And eventually, many of them just kind of rot away. And that's not good either. So ultimately, you need to follow your own path and make your own decision. Look at what the studies say, but ultimately make your own decision. Guys, if you appreciate my content, please post a review on Spotify or Apple. There's two links in the episode notes. One's for the website and one's for PayPal. If you want to make a donation, I'll defray the cost of this housing on the server. And lastly, please subscribe and follow me. Until next time, take care. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Please subscribe or follow the channel right now and consider donating via the PayPal link to support this important apostolate. Check out the website, naturopathicearth.com, by clicking on the link in the episode notes, where you'll find hundreds of articles and recipes that'll guide you to long-term holistic health. Until next time, music, courtesy at Nine Inch Nails.